It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. All right, John, Jason Kelsey, as we talk to him every single Wednesday at this time. Sponsored by PDQ Signature Systems. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, bar, or casino business, you need a PDQ POS system. With PDQ POS, you'll sell more, earn more, and work less. If you want the best, trust PDQ POS. Visit PDQPOS.com. All right, let's welcome him to the show, the Star Center of the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Jason Kelsey. How you doing, Jason? How are we doing, Joe? Good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure, Jason. It really is. So, Jason, let's let's start with this. You know, we, we've spent a lot of time this week, John and I have, and the whole station and really the whole fan base talking X's and O's and what's going right, what's going wrong. Forget all that for a second. Let's just okay. talk about you guys and the mood of the team and the temperature. Give us the temperature of the team. You know, in the locker room with the guys, you're 2-0. It's been a different kind of 2-0. Tell us about the temperature of the team right now as you feel it. All right, I'll try and give this as accurate as I can. Yep. Um, but we're 2-0, which is good. Uh, but we're 2-0, and and we know that we could very easily be 1-1, one and, one, and we have not played football the way we want to play football yet. So the temperature of the team is um, a little bit on edge, and I think everybody – you know, feels that we need to play better. And if we want to live up to the expectations that we think that we are capable of playing like, uh, we need to make improvements and we need to perform better. And I think that uh, that's a temperature that I feel. And I honestly, I think that's a good temperature. I think that's where you want to be in this league. You know, I've been on record before saying, you know, you don't want to be comfortable. You know, when you're comfortable, there's a shoe waiting to drop in this league. And, um, you know, I, I think that we all understand that we have great talent on this roster. We have great coaches. We have a, we have a great organization, and you know, we're we're sitting here two and zero. But um, I think everybody is, is is very cognizant of the fact that we need to continue to improve and 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 work. Jason, how often are defenses lining up in unscouted looks that create indecision for your O line? Yeah, I mean, well, it's happened a lot the first two games um and, and we saw it a lot last year 
And, you know, we're going to continue to see it. You know, I think if, you know, I think teams are going to continue to try and throw us off, continue mm-hmm. to do things that are, um, you know, unorthodox or, or um, things that they haven't done before because you know, we were one of the most explosive, explosive offenses in the league last year. And, and the amount of talent we have, I think, you know, you're, you're, that's when you see teams do extreme things, you know. Right. Dan, Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions go for a – against the Kansas City Chiefs go for a fourth down punt, fake punt on their own 10-yard line, <laughs> right? Like, right. this is kind of the category that teams have set us in all offseason, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, they understand that this offense is high-powered, dynamic. Jalen Hurts is a multi-threat quarterback, and we have all these weapons across the board and the offensive line and yada, yada, yada. We're, gonna, we're not going to see – you know, people line up and one thing and just do what they do. And I don't think that that's going to happen at all this year. So I think the more that we see all of these looks and these things that people have, you know, looked either from colleges or across the league um, and have looked to implement them to kind of throw us off early, quite frankly, I think the better. Mm-hmm. How different is it blocking for DeAndre Swift? I know me personally, I felt like I had to do nothing, next to nothing to open holes for Brian Westbrook. He was just yeah. that good. How much easier does Swift make your job? You know, I, Swift is a great back. I think we have a lot of great backs. I'm a huge Kenny Gainwell fan. I think Kenny ran the ball phenomenal last year. I don't want to uh, – every back runs it a little bit different. Mm-hmm. In particular, Swift – Swift, you almost want to, uh, at least in my limited time of playing with him so far, uh, you know, just get in front of a guy and, and say and stay fronted up with him because, like as as you know, John, like when you're running certain plays, even zone plays, you might think like, hey, this could hit anywhere, but most zone plays kind of have like a rhythm and a cadence and like where they're going to hit, and it felt like DeAndre and part of this might have been the defenses and how unorthodox it was last. Thursday night, but, um, you know, inside zone, which nine times out of 10 is in the backside, A, B, or C. Yeah. I mean, he was sitting in front side. He was in the backside. We were in a, we were on the goal line. His one touchdown run that he actually got. Right. Unfortunately, he almost, almost had two others. Yeah. 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 They were, they were in like a six, two gapped out defense. So we ran inside zone to it. And like the only hope that play usually has scoring is by winding behind just kind of the wave that happens. And, the front side slanted. It was actually a pretty good defense that uh, Brian Flores implemented to kind of try and jam up the front side to limit the amount of edge that we had on the front side of the zone. But, I mean, Swift had the wherewithal to bounce that front side, and there's an unheaded player there. But, you know, the guy doesn't make the tackle and he scores a touchdown. So, you know, now it's it really is, is dynamic because now teams are going to be drawing stuff up for that, right? They're going to be, okay, well, man, we mm-hmm. can't just be firm front side. we got to be able to be ready to come off blocks and to make tackles, and then that could potentially help stretch things out on the backside. But anyways, uh, this is a long-winded way of saying just get in front of the guy and be ready for anything to happen because this kid uh, is, is going to you know, take off like a jackrabbit at any second, and he might, might be someplace you're not ready for it. Right. I, I just have to interject something here. We learned something about my partner, Joe DeCamera, last week, Jason. Okay. Uh, do you know that Joe thinks your brother is more handsome than Brad Pitt? 
Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's wow. not that's not what I said. What did you say? Wow! No, that's, that's absolutely... a hell of a compliment, Joe. Well, <laughs> you said he's <laughs> as handsome as Brad Pitt. I didn't think we were going to get bold in this. That's How not... did I miss this? No, last week? no, no. I'm glad we're I'm... here now, dude. I'm totally <laughs> <Me> too, Jason. <laughs> this is like when Charles Barkley was misquoted in his own autobiography. All right, John misquoted me on our own show. What I said, and this is going to get even weirder here. It's definitely getting weirder. Okay. What I said <laughs> is that I believe Travis Kelsey is a better looking human than Taylor Swift. Oh, it was during oh, this. That's, that's what I said. Now, okay. Well, how did Brad Pitt come into this? Well, I, I think there was just, You compared him to Brad well, Pitt. Well, there was talk about the great looking guys in society. Pitt. He, uh, uh, Kelsey, you put Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey is in a very, Brad I think he's category. a very handsome man. Denzel, DiCaprio, the Clooney. Yeah. Great question, does, Jason. Where does Jason right, rank? Jason all right, rank. all right. Now let's get. All right, Jason, you are the second best looking brother in wow! the family. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Listen, all I'll take that. All to, I, a guy, to a guy ahead of Brad Pitt, I'll take second. <laughs> <laughs> all I do is keep it real. You know I keep it real. All right. So, Jason, let, let's get. By the way, how are they doing? How, the, how are those two doing? How are those love. No, that's all right. You know, everything know. Everything you say gets quoted on these days. You know that, right? I know. I get it. And that's the way the world works. And um, got, Tony kind of blindsided me with that question on Thursday night. And I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 it's hard to answer because I don't really know a lot about what's happening in Travis's love life. And I try to, like, keep, uh, you know, you know, his business kind of his business sure. and, and stay out of that world. Uh, you know, but having said that, man, I I I think they're doing great, and I think it's all 100 percent true, and I hope that this soon goes a mile. No, I'm joking. I don't really Whoa. know what's happening. So. <laughs> wow, good, good for them, Jason. Good good for them, man. That's that's excellent. All right, Jason. Speaking of you know lives being private or open, you opened yourself up immensely in the documentary Kelsey, which I got the opportunity to see since we last talked to you. Many fascinating aspects of it, and one I want to focus on is back in March when you were deliberating whether to play another season or not, and the clock was ticking to the start of free agency, how intense was it for you to arrive at that answer before the start of free agency to be fair to the Eagles when maybe you were struggling dramatically on what the answer should be? Um, well, I think it was difficult for sure. I think you're, you're really trying to, um, get to a decision quickly because you understand the, the predicament that the organization's in and, um, you know, where the timing is at. And um, luckily I felt like I was very, very confident that I could make a decision um, in the final moments before, I guess, Freedom was getting going. But, um, yeah, I think you, you don't want to make that decision before it's, made in your head and you also you know don't want to handcuff the team so yeah i mean it, it was it was a difficult position because you, you want to make sure that your organization and your teammates and your coaches and everybody are have the best foot going forward for the next season but ultimately it um it ended up being one that i felt comfortable making that we we were able to operate uh well in free agency yeah no i mean it was it was key it, it certainly helped the, the team have have that information. Jason, let's get it back to this current squad right now. Mm-hmm. One thing that, that has stood out to us is opposing teams are providing – so it looked to me like last year you guys on offense dictated the terms. I mean, you guys were coming at teams 
and you were essentially applying tremendous pressure, also with great talent, to the opposing defense. It looks to me like this year opposing defenses are trying to dictate. They're coming at you guys. Is, is that your feel that it's a heavy blitz thing so far and that you guys need to figure out the where they're coming from and the communication to give Jalen more time? And, and is that a, a fair summation of part of what's happened this year? Um, yeah, but we're seeing blitzes. And I, we've also played you know two teams that blitz a lot. Um, I, you know, I think teams did that last year. We're going to continue to see varying degrees of what we're seeing. Um, I think that's, you know, the vanilla things that are sitting back and whatnot. Teams have decided to stop doing so far, but I, I think it's going to be week to week. I don't, I don't really think, you know, it's, there's a any one way that teams are going to try and defend us. And I think it's going to depend a lot on the personnel they have or things that they're going to uh, want to do. Um, obviously the more success teams have doing specific things, other teams are going to try and replicate. And the more we execute and attack specific things, teams are going to stay away from. So uh, right now, I think teams are going to continue to do what the first two teams have had success doing. Um, and we'll have to continue to adjust and and and, and figure out how we can execute it at a higher level of consistency and, and everything like that. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jason, I saw Dallas Goddard pop some of those guys who were coming on blitzes, and he was running some of those defenders into the ground in the run game. Who's a better tight end, Dallas Goddard or the NFL player who's better than better looking than Brad Pitt? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> this is a tough one. Obviously, Trav is is my brother, and um, you know, I don't. I think Trav is arguably the greatest tight end of all time, and um, I feel that way probably regardless of whether he's my brother or not. But I think, um, you know, Dallas, obviously, an unbelievably talented player, waiting for his stats to really start jumping off the board as a pass catcher because he's great in that round, too, and very, very, um, you know, just very underappreciated in that realm. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's great blocking. He's great great across the board. He can do it all. Um, He enabled – I mean, the inside zone play that we were running a lot this past week, you know, everybody talks about the offensive line play. That play almost always comes down to the backside players, just like most zone plays. And mm-hmm. the tight end sitting there in the backside was Dallas this last week. If he's getting his block, that play is usually hitting, regardless of what happens across the board. So um, we have a great one in Dallas and an ability to do a lot of different things. And that sure as heck makes our job easier. Jason, final thing here. You know, back to the DeAndre thing. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. It was such an amazing – you've seen so much in pro football, but I don't think you'd ever seen that. A, a hometown guy in his first game at, at Lincoln Financial Field, a game that counts, starring like that. What was it like – what did you sense from him after that game when he could decompress from the game and realize he had just done what he did? I mean, it wasn't just an ordinary performance. It was an extraordinary performance 
for his hometown football team. What was it like for you as his teammate to see him and see him enjoy that? Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it was incredible. It was it was like a storybook moment in the middle of the game. I went over to him and man, hell, man, this is a this is a hell of a homecoming for you, brother. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but it's the most rushing yards since LaShawn McCoy, which feels weird because we've had a lot of great running games in the length since LaShawn's been a running back. Um, and for him to have 175, 74, mm-hmm. uh, the most since 2013 in his first game back in Philadelphia from the prep. Um, Thank you. Pretty awesome. Yeah, man. It was really, really cool. Everybody was ecstatic for him. He's a guy that's not like, you know, just goes about his business, doesn't complain, doesn't, you know, do all the politicking or anything that I think a lot of skill positions kind of get caught up into, especially premier players who are concerned about numbers and all of these things. You know, I don't see that. I just see a guy that that works, comes in, you know, wants to get better, focuses on his craft, and, you know, he got an opportunity this week. And, uh, and he made the most of it. So, really happy for him. You know, the reason for that, at the prep, we are trained to be men for others. Oh, don't lump yourself <laughs> in, man. Love this. Come on. <laughs> hey, hey, Jason. We, I, I say that for Richie. I got it. I got it. Hey, uh, Jason, good good luck to you uh, down there in Tampa Bay on Monday night, man. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, man. All right. Thanks, Joe. All right. Thanks, there Jason. he is. Uh, Eagles center, Jason Kelsey.